Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello all, and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Um, yeah, we're gonna open up with a comment from Lee Allen, who says, um, into, you know, when getting on and off of vehicles, he says, I concur. He says, please check your surroundings before you do anything. Watch your footing, move any obstacles on the truck. Don't end up um, like me, um, with a plate in my shoulder and off work for three months. Please, please be safe and careful and don't rush. It's icy and it's cold and it's snowy and it's dark. Let's all take it. Let's be careful out there, people. Um, and that's a comment from Get Well Soon, Leanna, <laughs> which is now becoming his official name. <laughs> well, well done, mate, and I, I know you're on the mend. Uh, apparently you're back on the, the road sometime next month. Let me know when it happens. Good luck. Right, so on that note of careful, well, I did one. It's only a quick one um, on VAT on jobs. You know, like when you quote the price, should you put the VAT on the job or afterwards? Uh, Van on the run says, he says, he agrees. He says, most most people on the CX are professional companies or people with, with you know, it's a good point, actually. The subscription fee scares off those who aren't. When I see a job in the notes that said price must include VAT, etc., it kind of puts me off doing the job. Yeah, it does me too. It kind of screams a bedroom shipper, that one. Uh, and it is a point, I mean, that the CX have made themselves <laughs> kind of, was in their interest in it, really. Um, that Yes, the subscription fee is high, but it does sort of theoretically separate the wheat from the chaff a bit. Theoretically. <laughs> I'm on it. Um, but it's a reasonable point. Uh, Callum Wan also says... Um, Oh, he said, yeah, he said, because we talk about ringing up for jobs. He says, what is the usual spiel when you ring up a shipper to quote on a job? And have you ever forgotten who you're going to in as a job before? Right. What I say is, this is exactly what I do. First of all, I e-quote it. Um, and then, because you want to get in quick. E-quoting is quicker than, you know, just in case by the time you've rung them and it's engaged, you've rung them again, they go, sorry, it's sold to an e-quote. Quickly, I e-quote it. And then I ring up straight away if I really want the job. If I don't really want it or I'm not that bothered, sometimes I just equate. But I ring them up and I, this is exactly what I say, pretty much verbatim every time. I say, <laughs> obviously I've stopped. I'm not driving, that would be bad. Hello, my friend. Actually, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, hello, my friend. You've... Um, I see you've got a job on the CX at the moment, going from da 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 da. Um, I said, I've just equoted it, but I ring up because sometimes I get further that way. And then I say, I've got, you know, it's going from da 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 da. I've put a bid in for, um, say, 200 quid. Uh, just wondering how that kind of stacked up against what you've got and what you've got on the job. And normally they'll go, well, we've got this, or I'm waiting to hear back from the customer, or I've got better bids, or at which point, if they've got a better bid, you can go, okay, well, look, I'll tell you what, I'm prepared to do it for this, or you go, no, that's beating me, or if they turn around and say, I'm just waiting to hear back from the customer, I'll go, no, that ain't is it? <laughs> it's a magic job. But um, that's exactly what I do, um, pretty much every time. So you will find your own way. I find ringing gets you further, even if... Even if it says e-quote only, don't ring, but you really want it, 
oh, it's up to you, but I mean, I would ring them and go, I'm ever so sorry, I know it says e-quotes only, but I'm bang on for this one. And they'll either go, no, it's e-quotes only. Go, okay, fine, no problem. And then, do you know what, I, I love it when they go, no, no, it's e-quotes only. So you put the phone down and then two minutes later, they ring you up and go, you've just quoted us on a job. And I go, yeah, I know, I spoke to you two minutes ago. <laughs> Why don't you talk to me? But yeah, I too kind of get it from Shiver's point of view. It's a lot of extra work, but that is exactly what I do. I ring them up. That's my spiel. You will find your spiel. Find the one that works for you. I find that speaking to people, trying to have a crack on with them, trying to get across to them the fact, yeah, you can sometimes throw things in like, I'm a professional, I've got I've got straps, got blankets, sack barrel, whatever. You know, I'm five minutes around the corner. No, a lot of the time, just because they're talking to you, just because they've got you, they'll have you. But anyway, you find, you do you at the end of the day. That's just how I do it. So, right, on to the miscellaneous. Uh, what we got? Like a newsreader, the glasses. Um... Ellipsis Wellbeing. Hello, Pete. Great channel. Thank you, Ellipsis. Um, and thanks for the info. My pleasure. Uh, I'm curious to know how much mileage you clock up as a courier. Have you and have you covered this anywhere? Possibly, I don't know. I would say you would want to be looking at doing sixty to 70,000 miles a year. To make proper money, that's the kind of dough you want to be doing. Because not always... I mean, it doesn't happen for everybody. My mate Tony, who got me introduced, doesn't do anything like that kind of miles, but that's because, like I say, everyone finds their own way. He works out a per fleet, and he fell in with a load of people that do local pallet deliveries. So he'll go in with Lutons, and he'll pick up five pallets, and then he'll do a run, 20 miles. Then he'll go and pick up another five pallets, and he'll do a run, 20 miles. He'll do that three or four times a day. Makes good money, no mileage whatsoever. He's, he's one of the lucky ones. Um, for the likes of the rest of us, sometimes you'll get short job, short job, short job, short job. Sometimes it's going to be pick this up, drive it 200 miles, then hopefully get one coming back. So I think you're looking about 60 to 70,000 miles a year, to be honest with you, my friend. Um, I did do a job. I've done a video ready to go out on whether you should do short jobs or long jobs because someone asked me the question. and I'm, I've clocked a few up because I was sitting in Panasonic for three hours the other day. Um so I had time. So I've done a few. They're all coming out as soon as I get a chance to launch them. But like I say, I don't launch them all in one go because no one wants too much of me, least of all me. So there we go. Uh, Paul A. Bevan. He's, oh, hang on a second. Sorry. Um, Hirista Spasova says, can I ask you, hang on, can I ask you a few things, guys? Um I'm new to the platform. It's what does it mean when it says this booking requires signed and stamped deliveries, hard copies of the POD delivery note? And also, how can you prove a signature when we're on COVID-19 and the customer can't give you signature? Right, what that means is, and it's true for most shippers in fairness, they need a hard copy of the POD. So what you do when you get to the end of the job, if the, if the previous guys are giving you the paperwork, get the guys on site to sign that paperwork. If they haven't, make out your own own blank POD. So that, and you say, you, could you please? There you go, my friend. Just fill in the details too from brief description of what it is. Four pallets, time. And could you sign and print on here, please? And then when they sign and print, you take a photocopy on the scan, or you go to when it says, um, you know, delivered POD. Scan it, upload that, and then send the hard copy with an invoice through to the shipper. You're right about the COVID thing. Uh, some people will turn around and go, we're not signing, my friend, because of COVID. You say, absolutely no problem at all. Uh, can I please take a name? And then I had one the other day, and the guy says, Oliver, Oliver, I'm it down. 
And if they turn around and go, you haven't got a signature, you go, I can't get a signature, can I, because of the COVID thing. I always, I'll be honest with you, I always used to get them to sign the POD and put their name in and sign on the screen on the phone. I haven't got the sign on screen for the phone for a very long time now, and I've got to say, I'm pleased about it. Because when you turn around and the guy say, yeah, can you, print, can you just print your name on here? I've got four of them. Can you print here? Can you print here? Can you print there? Oh, and by the way, can you say it's a bit much, like, you know? So just, I, I think one signature is enough. What you can, if, the, if they say, I'm sorry, my friend, or we're not signing because of COVID, say, no problem, can I take a name, please? And that's enough. These times, you know, it's strange times. We've got to be, we've got to be careful. We've got to protect ourselves here. So, uh, Paul A. Bevan, because I did one on JCB recently. He said, I was in JCB on Friday. I have one small planet, uh, 90 minutes, so not so bad. He said, it's run by DHL. He got given a buzzer. I didn't get given a buzzer. I got a, a plastic number. But there you go. Um, I had to go back to the porter cabin. So I need to invoice the um, one hour waiting time. But the email from the shipper says, I only pay £12 an hour. Hold on, I'm sorry, I don't work for twelve for twelve pound an hour. My rate is twenty. I'm self-employed. This is something that came up with the interview with Ben recently. How little people are prepared to wait, pay for waiting time, which is you go, well, we only pay this much. You go, well, hang on a second. When I was in Panasonic for three hours, I got fifty quid because I get the first hour free. Uh, the second hour, um, I got there three quarters of an hour early, so that kind of didn't count. And the guy actually is a mate of mine, it's Teddy. And he said, I normally only pay £30 an hour, but he said, in this case, we'll give you 50 uh, That's what we settled on. You kind of settled on this kind of stuff. The problem is, by the time I got out of Panasonic, I started at five in the morning, I got out of there at like half 11, couldn't get another job. I don't, nobody wants waiting. I was on site the other day for another one as well. And I've gone in and I've knocked on the window and I finally got through it and I opened up the shutter. And he says, um, your, your four planets are there. I'm just waiting for the email to come through. I got straight back in the cab, rung the shipper. I went, he's waiting on an email. Can we please get that email to him as quick as possible? Because it's in no one's interest for me to sit here. Because if you do sit there, you think, oh, okay, I'm clocking up a bit of waiting time. Then you've got to fight for it. Nobody wants it. Get loaded, get it done. Hopefully get another one. Or if not, go home, but go home early. Um, yeah, so coming back to the... Um, £12 an hour waiting time. Um, it's, who's got priority? And this one came up later on somewhere. So we'll come back to that later on in the Q&A. But I think I might do a video on... It Basically, it's who's, who's right. If they say we pay... Anyway, we'll come back to that. Have a copy there. Very bitter. Um, also, Paul O'Bevan goes on and says, I have a problem with shippers wanting cheap prices. Uh, and, and they want 60, 60 days payment. This has to stop. This is my base rate is 80p a mile. I've invested in a Merck Citan. Um, why anyone is driving London to Manchester beyond, you know, these crazy cheap prices, wear and tear, fuel, all that kind of stuff. The problem we've got with this, um, first of all, we're in kipper season, January, February's kipper season. And second, it's double tough because of the lockdown. So things are tough on the exchange at the moment. And because my mate Ken is running on our thing at the moment, we're just letting him run until the market's being back up again. Um, and you've got two choices. It's it's kind of, feast, you know, it's kind of a famine situation. Whereas, like, you go, well, I'm not going to quote Mickey Mouse prices. I'm going to stick to my guns. I charge 110 a mile in a Luton. So you quote 110 a mile in a Luton all day, you don't win a job. So then you go, right, okay, I've got to pay the bills. So you start quoting 80p a mile in a loot and you start winning jobs. What are you going to do? You're either going to stick to the principles and go, I can't afford to run for this money and get nothing or run cheaper and get something. But that, that something then has, when you, you got, because like Ken says, he said, I'm certain jobs, if I go there and I get nothing coming back, I've worked all day for 10 quid, 20 quid, I just, it's just not working. 
The thing that I've found with the pricing is it depends how many jobs are out there. It, it, when things were busy, when I was in a Luton van a couple of years ago, before, a year ago before the lockdown, maybe on a Friday afternoon, there might be 10 jobs at any one stage. So I would quote each one of those real money and go, the first one gets me, gets me. When there's only one job, it's kind of a desperation thing. It's not, it's, um, it's not right, but that's the way it goes. Life ain't fair and the world is mean. You do you at the end of the day. I mean, the only thing I will say is try not to be too, you can't be too cheap because then it's like the conveyor belt of fools, isn't it, really? It's the fact that you work all day and then you get to the end of the day and you go, hang on a second, I haven't actually made any money here. There's plenty of money for those, there's plenty of work for those that work for nothing. So, you know, let's just hope the sun's coming out, the vaccine will kick in the gear, things will get back to normal and we can start running for real money again. So, um, was it? Waka Ahmed is on old vans. I did one on old vans. He said, um, I agree with you, Pete. I'm the Curie Exchange with a Vauxhall Combo 2007. I think your van's newer than mine. <laughs> um, um, reliable van, works well. He's done 79,000 miles on the exchange. He, says, you know, um, he started December 2019. Old van doesn't matter as long as you look after the engine, use the best oil, get the filters, get it, get, get it serviced every... 10,000 miles. If you're doing motorway miles, 10 to 15 maybe, change the filters, change the air filters, change the oil every time. Anything goes wrong with it, get it fixed. Keep on top of it. You know. And yes, you're right. It doesn't actually matter how old the van is. As long as it's tidy, as long as it's not rusty and the doors aren't falling off and the lights don't work. You know, you, you can't... And I've, I said to a few people who have run me again this week and I keep saying, they're looking to start, keep your overheads low. Get the best van you can accord. They go, what about leasing... Oh, I hate leasing because you're tied in for years and they, you know, they, they claw it. I mean, if you're really a proper professional career firm and you've got vans on the road, fair play to you. But if you're starting, get yourself a nice, tidy, reliable van. Don't spend a fortune. Join a CX maybe for six months on the cheapest one you can on owner driver. That way, if it doesn't work out for you, you can just basically, you're gonna, you ain't going to get your money back from the CX. That just ain't going to happen. But hopefully you learn enough to pay the money you've invested. Sell the van, move on. But at least you'd have learnt something. And you may well find that... This isn't for you, but while you were doing it, you found something that was. So, but yes, old vans, nothing wrong with them. I'm driving around mine a 62 plate um, DAF CF that's done about 270,000 miles now. Get, get it inspected every eight weeks. Anything goes wrong with it. We've got a guy, lovely guy, Mark, the mechanic, looks after us. I've got to go see him in a minute. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with them at all. I can never, th things in my life I can never get my head around the prices of. Motors, holidays, kitchens and bathrooms. They're just so much money. I just never get my head around it. I think I've only ever bought a new car once in my life. And that was for the wife. Um, <clears throat> Lee Westcott and sign written vans. Done one of this before as well. Um, he said, if you've got a sign written van, you will lose some work on the CX because it's sign written. Sometimes they say no sign written van. But on the whole, you know, if you turn up and they go, why does it say that on the side of your van? You can give them some. You can give them some flannel. You can go. Oh, it's just we're um, our normal vans are in the service, so we just we we got that as a rental. That's a lease hire. That's a, oh, we've just bought that van and we're waiting to have it painted. Just give them anything, like you know, just if they they go, well, what does it say? Pete's Couriers on the side of your van, but you're supposed to be working for Barry's Couriers. You go, well, we just bought it off Pete's Couriers. We're going to get it painted next week. You know, it's not the end of the world. He said, but having said that on the plus side of things, if you have got, he said, if you've got a professionally signed written van, people will see you out and about. If you go to pick up your end user customers, they will feel more comfortable with the belongings in the van because they know it's you. Um, 
and you might find you pick up a different kind of clientele that pays better money because you're a professional guy with a clean and tidy sign written van. Arguments can be made on both sides. I've never bothered signing up writing my vans yet. Who knows what might happen in the future? But a, a decent comment, I feel. Um, also, he goes on to say, when you're pricing a job, do you charge from base to collection point and then through to delivery point and home to base? No. The prices that I have put out on the how much did you charge on the CX are the price on the job. So if a job is going from Milton Keynes to, I don't know, Derby, what's that? 70 miles, maybe a bit more, 80 miles, maybe a bit more than that. I will quote that job in a Luton van, say it's 80 miles, ideally 88 pounds, 90 pounds, something like that. You might try and get a winner if you could. Um, so you don't want to take jobs that are too far away. I know there is a way of doing it which is what you can do, rather than say, for example, in a truck, rather than quoting two pound a mile, you quote a pound a mile, but you quote from where you start to the collection point, then from the collection point to the drop-off point, and then from the drop-off point to where you're coming back to. So on that job, Derby, rather than quoting, um, say, a pound one ten a mile for 80 miles, I will quote 50p a mile, but I will quote from my house to Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes to Derby, and Derby back to my house. The truth of the matter is, works out about the same, maybe a little bit dearer. So you can do it either way. But I mean, the argument really is you're hoping with the CX to get a job coming back. So you, you can do it any way you like. But yeah, you can quote from your house to collection point. But if you do, you're going to have to quote them less money. Otherwise, you're just going to be so far up. If you quote them a pound a mile on a round trip, you're going to put a quote in from... Milton Keynes to Derby at around about 250 quid and no one's going to pay it. So do you. At the end of the day, guys, you've got to do you. So you do it your own way. Uh, Van on the run says, I've paid some general questions if you don't mind, but not at all, my friend. Uh, you mentioned loading and tipping at Amazon. How do you get these jobs? Are they on the Amazon relay scheme? And, or do you get work for other shippers? I get work through other shippers who aren't allowed to repost these jobs. I mean, this is a thing for me. When you sign up for Amazon, you sign up and you say, I have dedicated vehicles, they're all my own vehicles. And then what happens is people sign up, say, yes, we'll be sending our dedicated vehicles in, get the job off Amazon, then repost it on the CX. Amazon don't see, what I can't work out is why Amazon just don't post the jobs on CX themselves. But yes, no, but that's how I get them. If a job pings in, normally you go, oh, that's going to Milton Keynes at half past three in the afternoon on a Friday. That'll be Amazon. You kind of get to know, like, you know. So, um, also, regards curtain siders, how do you secure your loads in particular? Um, do I use a pole that goes down the middle near the roof? Oh, I hate them things uh, where the straps are hanging off. No, I, I throw straps over the top. I will do one on um, securing loads. Should have, should have done it ages ago, really. Um, I tend to use the, the, the single hooks and the T pieces. But there are other ways where you secure underneath the bed. But I will do one. Normally, I keep thinking, you know, you're gonna you do it as you lock the load down. But all you want to do is lock the load down and go. But I will do you one, mate. No problem. Um, John John Ryan, I did one on best work boots. Riggers all the way. He says, eh, Riggers are good. At the moment, I've got me Helly Hansons. I've got me me, me composite suit, the warm Helly Hansons with a zip up the side. They're very often honourable. Very warm in the winter. Looking forward to getting out of them, getting back into the um, the boondocks. When the, when the weather turns a bit warmer, so but that's where we're on at the moment. Uh, one for Oliver Gunn. He says, I'm a 20-year-old Class 1 driver considering taking the plunge, either running an Iveco daily 7.5 tonner or same or more payload than most 7.5 tonners. Yeah, but you've got to sit in an Iveco daily. It's like driving a van all day. Uh, or a 12 tonner. 
uh, both as a curtsider. How much of an advantage do you get with running on a towel lift on the HX? Well, my advice to you, my friend, would be firstly, um, I'd start with a loop and with a tail um, because that way you don't have to go for the whole palaver of getting the operator's license. If you like it, then apply for the operator's license, get the thing running. Um, I personally would then go for either a seven and a half tonne or probably straight in at an 18. You, you've got the experience, I'd probably go straight in at an 18. Double curtain side with a tuck under tail lift. The advantage with anything, you know, it's like sometimes they don't want a curtain, sometimes they want a box. Sometimes it must have a tail. Sometimes a tail must be a tuck under tail if it's got one because it's got to go on a door. Every job is different, but I find for variety, you're going to get the most jobs with a double curtain side tuck under tail, and they're the ones that are most readily available. You know, DAFs, CFs, and... Um, LFs and the occasional Merc. There's plenty of them out there. So that, that's you, that, you know, so you want to get yourself a reasonably inexpensive truck that does the trick and gets you started. That's a good one. Uh, but that would be my advice. Start with the looting. Try it if you like it. Go through the whole palaver because to go through the whole palaver to get there, it's like three months and a load of money to get to the end and go, actually, I don't like this. <laughs> so, but end of the day, like I keep saying, you do you. <laughs> um, Mark Shaw. Hi Pete, just a quick one. What is a hot shot? Cheers, Mark. Right, I did a video on this, Mark. I'll do you a link because it's got to come up. Um, what is a hot shot? There's what is a hot shot and what actually is a hot shot. But hot shot means the long and short of it, it's got to go straight there. Not a backload. Pick it up, get there as quick as you can, drive it there as quick as you can, drop it off as quick as you can. That's what a hot shot is in a nutshell. But kind of, you know. Um, um, Michael Jarek Decock says, um, how do you add stops while you're on a route already? Well, I recommend Circuit. It's a good little app. Um, it's very easy. You just go to the bit that says edit, right, edit, and add another stop. <laughs> it's really, really, it's not rocket science. Uh, I don't know which, um, uh, which app you're talking about there, but the Circuit app is one I recommend. It is very good. Uh, and you can get it for free. If um, you do, like, I think they do a trial for seven days. And if you're doing less than 10 stops, it's always free. And it's really user-friendly. And, you know, it's cool. But check it out by all means. If you, if you go to my website, there's a link to it on my website. Um, also, there is um, a couple of videos out there on how it works. But that, that, that works for me. So, hope it works for you. Uh, Matthew Smith. Driving time is dead easy. Oh, yeah, I've got to do one on driving time. Driving time is dead easy. Nine hours a day can extend to 10 hours twice a week. 90 hours a rolling fortnight. So if you did six days, you know, you can only drive for four days. I will do one on driving time. I don't, I know it's a rolling fortnight. It's actually, I think, a rolling month. But then it just gets crazy, crazy. Then it gets complicated. He also says you've forgotten spread overs because we've got to do one on driving time and one on work time directive, which is, I said it every two weeks, but I meant every week, which is a part of your work time directive. You can only work for 13 hours a day, but three times a week you can work for 15 hours a day. And it's surprising how quickly you turn through there. Although there is a way around that as well. If you do a three-hour break in the middle of the day, you can do 15 hours a day every day because it counts as part of your daily rest. Again, we'll do one. Um, and it also says another guy who recommends Dalmate. The amount of people that recommend Dalmate, it's got to be good. I don't use it, but it's supposed to be good because everyone says it's brilliant. Um, yeah, as Oliver Gunn says, you can extend 15 hours three times a week. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's a long road, but I'm getting there. Uh, Dan Fletcher. Pete, um, what should you do when the shipper puts on the notes waiting time will be paid on our terms are similar to that? We had that question earlier. Dan, I'm going to do you a question. On, I'll do you a video on that. Um, Tony M. 
Uh, question for the CX. Why do they allow shippers to post loads without weights, measures, or descriptions? This came up, by the way, I'm doing questions for the CX. Thank you very much for all your questions here. So I don't know if I mentioned that at the beginning. Um, you know, from Arpad and Dolly and Jason Burke and Ern Gillu and Paul Ashcroft and Van on the run. I've printed them all out. Please, if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask me to get the CX, I'm going to, I am going to, they've asked, can we see them first? So this isn't going to be a kind of Jeremy Paxman driving serious interview. This is more your Graham Norton. Um, thanks for coming on. This is your new book. You know, it's, they're, going to, they're going to answer what they want to answer. But at least we'll get some questions across them. So if you've got anything, points you want to make or things you'd like to go, why do you do it that way? Please put them through to me. Questions to the CX. I'm going to ping them across to Phil, who I think is a geezer I'm talking to. It may or may not happen. I'll go over there at some stage, I'll talk to him, I'll record it, I'll ping it out, at least you guys will get some answers. So yeah, any questions to the CX, please stick them in the comments, I'll print them off, I'll ping them across to the guy, hopefully, you know, they'll answer them, be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> there you go. Um, where was I? Yeah, about, um, why can they post weights from dimensions? A majority of loads, you know, it would be much easier to bid on loads if you knew what it was. There's certain things that just don't come up. <coughs> I had one Friday, two pallets, two two cases, um, big dimensions. One was three metres, one was two metres square, or, you know, kind of three by two and a two by two. Weighs 270 kilos. So I turned up, the bloke went, I ain't got a clue what you're talking about. Then we managed to get the uh, numbers off him. Then he said, no, these aren't cases, these are pallets, and they're incidentally around the corner. Brilliant. <laughs> so I got around the corner. Um, the guy put the first one on. I went, uh, can I push that? Because he was like, I thought, track. I've seen the weights. I said, can I push that? He said, I don't think so. He said, it weighs half a tonne. That's good then, isn't it? Combined weight of 270 kilos. The first one he put on weighs half a tonne. It was glass. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my truck will carry two and a half tonnes, so it's not an issue. But it's like, a lot of the time, it just doesn't come up. Sometimes the shippers don't know. Sometimes it's down to misinformation. Sometimes, I, I mean, I don't really do the, the posting of the loads. That's more the office, right, you know? But... Um, yeah, it would be nice to have more information. It would be nice to be told if it was JCB, if it was Amazon, if it was an airport. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to be waiting for it. If it's Hermes, I could be waiting a while now. After a while, you get to know. You get to know the postcodes. You get to see the job. You think, I've done that job before. I'm not doing that again. Um, but yes, more information would be handy. Uh, a question that maybe we'll uh, level at CX there. We go. Um, Tivioso Cornwall says... It may seem like a strange question. Oh, strange questions, my friend. Uh, well, there are, but that isn't one of them. Um, how do you know how many female drivers there are on the CX? Do you see any of them out and about because my wife is thinking of going small van? Um, you don't see that many female drivers, I'll be honest with you. I can see the analytics on my um, channel. And it's like 98% of the people that watch my channel are males between the ages of 25 and 50, based in the UK. That's 98% of my subscribers, I believe. But there's nothing stopping them. So I did have a lady once, and she rang me up, because, you know, I will talk to people from time to time, and she was thinking of going on a CX in a small van, just get out of the house. You know, I'd always say about the Uncle Alberts, you know, you get your small van, you get yourself out there, you do the thing. Nothing's stopping you. And sometimes a female could be an advantage. If, for example, sometimes they're less threatening. The other advantage you have as a girl is um, a lot of the time, fellas will... 
hopefully chivalrous fellas i'm kind of an old man when it comes down to that kind of stuff will help if they see you struggling they'll put a box on if you've only got one box they're more likely to let you go to the front of the queue than if it's a bloke it's like no mate we're all waiting to get in. it's like go on love you go in before me like you know so there are advantages to being a female in the career drive industry but the long and the short of it is nothing's stopping you if you want to go for it go for it see how it goes um Musa Shah says, I have a question I desperately need to answer. He's been a courier for several years now, working on several platforms, SDCN, City Sprint, stuff like that. He says, um, these all cater for different vehicle types, cars to HGVs. Why can't the CX do the same? It does. <laughs> I don't understand this. When, you know, you, it does. You know, jobs will be posted, car. Medium wheelbase, long wheelbase. If you've only got like a long wheelbase, you can't see the bigger jobs. When you get it, it, it basically jobs come up from car. And there is a question again. It's out for questions for the CX, please. Uh, one of them says, "Why is it that you you know jobs ping up for motorcycle and car, although you need a van to join?" I presume they will let you know the answer to that question. But yeah, the long short of it is, no, they do. They do. They do specific jobs, specific vehicles. So, hmm. uh, Terry says, getting near the end now. Uh, hi Pete, been watching your videos for a while now. I am currently saving for a Luton to get started, then moving to a lorry, but I'm starting at the bottom. Do you have any tips for complete beginners? I've done it, I've said it before. Get yourself a Luton, get yourself hopefully a curtain side of a tail, uh, which I think is the best fan, or get whichever fan. The long and short of it is hold your nose and jump. You just got to go for it. Um, I would say get running, get in a Luton. Um, there's loads, any of the videos, mate, you know, trying to make the most out of it. There's, there's tons on there. If you like, you can call me. You know, I did one recently, so if you want to call me, call me. I'll talk you through it. But it's not it's not rocket science. It really is a matter of getting a van and um, going for it, I find. And like I say, do bear in mind at the moment, if you do decide to join right now, it is tough. We're in February, which is Kipper. We're in lockdown. It's not that easy at the moment. So if you do join at the moment, it's not what you think it's going to be. You might get disheartened. Just prepare yourself for that fact. It's not great at the moment. But there we go. Um, Ian McBride. Hi Pete, this week I've been on oh, <laughs> I've been on the Valentine's run. All a handball in the back of a low load and my date is eleven hundred parcels. Ah, oh, you might want to drop that big. Um weight wise pretty easy, but definitely earning money this week. Still gotta do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I used to do the flowers for HBC. Ben said about it in the interview. We got the first time ever turned up, we didn't know what we were doing, me and him outside with a torch. And um this, the Dutch lorry turned up and we had to get these flowers out and they had to be separated and then they go on Lutons and then you do like um, a multi-drop. I mean, I think I started in Potter's Bar and worked my way down to Bournemouth. It was like it was a long old run. 13 stops at Florist delivering flowers. It was kind of, it was funny. It earned me money. When I was in the Luton, I think I was getting, because of the extra miles on the job, I was getting like 350 quid a day. So it was worth it, but it was long. I start. I'd get there. I had to get there. I think at three o'clock in the morning, and I'd finish that job at about often finishing Bournemouth at four o'clock, and then I had to drive home from Bournemouth and then do the same the next day. With three days on the bounce, but you do that for three days on the bounce, and that was like nearly eleven hundred quid coming from standing on Bletchley and only forty pound a day. I was grateful for it. I don't mind. Never mind the collar. Just want to get paid for it. That's all. Um, but yeah, good luck with the flowers. Um, like I say, multi drops like that are a killer. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll get easier for you, my friend. <laughs> right, the last time we're on the conclusion now. Um, the main name guy says, can you play something on the guitar at some point? <sighs> Ooh. Be careful what you wish for. I did do it. There is a video, I might be able to link to it, the Hoxton Christmas gig. 
when me and my, my David Christian, I talk about my friend, the taxi driver, the nicest man I've ever met in my life. Um, we did a Christmas gig. I've done a few of them, actually. I'll see if I can do you a link. I did actually, I was sitting there the other day, and I did actually write a song. Uh, unfortunately, um, Otis Redding wrote it first. But I might. It's a big, I'm not great, you know. I kind of, I'm one of those jack-of-all-trade types, guys. I can do a lot of things badly. I can play the saxophone badly. I can play guitar badly. I did kendo for a while. I do that badly. I, I did boxing for a while. I do that badly. I do a lot of things badly. The only one thing that I, two things I don't do badly. I'm all right at this courier driving thing. I'm oh, market trading. I was good at that while it lasted. I'm all right at this courier driving thing. I'm okay at that. I'm okay at the YouTube thing, I think. Uh, and I like to hope I'm all right at the writing. I've got about another two months before the new book comes out, and it's a good one. It's about, I love it. It's about, it's not like the first one, completely different the first one. It's about a bunch of 50-year-old men who suddenly get superpowers. Because, like, all the superheroes are all, like, young and fit and good-looking. I'm thinking, what happens if it happens to a load of, like, you know, people like me? Over the hill, suddenly get a load of superpowers. And, well, you know, how would it affect their lives? So that one's coming out soon. We'll say soon. I don't get no time to write. I'm too busy driving a truck. But I might do you a song. Oh, just I fear for you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking. And the final word this week goes to Godzilla's, who said, I had a great stop last week. He said, I turned up at a place, clear, a clean, tidy, sizable unit, shut a door with a sign on it that said, buzzer not working, kick the door, don't kick it like a woman, kick it hard. Bit sexist, but like I say, 98% of the people who watch the channel are fellas, so we probably go, yeah, okay, fine, I'll get that one. Um, he says, this had my attention straight away. So I drop kicked the door, the shutter went up, and the exact words the fellas said were, what the do you want? <laughs> it's an interesting world out there. That's the one thing that I clocked the other day. It's a trick in life. There are many tricks in life. We'll do a trick in life videos. But one of them is... Um, just making today different to yesterday. The whole idea of having a day that's just, I couldn't, you know, like when you work in an office, you turn up every day, you move a bit of paper from here to where you leave. The second you get paid, it does a clear overdraft and then you're back in the overdraft again. You do that for your lifetime. It would kill me, absolutely kill me. At least the job I have, although sometimes very, very challenging, um, is different. That's it. That's it for another Sunday. Like I say, please bring your questions to the CX Come in. I'll get as many as I possibly can. And in the meantime, take care. Take money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.